Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I'm so delighted you're here with me today. Today we have a special guest. We have today with us Miss Krishna Avalon. Krishna is a licensed acupuncturist, a certified holistic health coach, a Psych K facilitator. She does breath work and guides others in that and is a somatic practitioner who's guided over 24,000 patients and clients to their health and wellness goals over the last 18 years. She currently specializes in subconscious transformation, which is what she's here to talk to us today about. She's here to talk to us about our subconscious and how we kind of move through healing with that. So I'm very excited to jump in and learn all about our subconscious minds today. Thank you so much, Krishna, for being here today. Thank you, Melissa. Happy to be here. It's so exciting to have you here today because um, I know we were kind of talking a little bit before we jumped on this podcast about people and healing and how I think oftentimes with our subconscious, we don't even know what needs to be healed or how we go about doing that. And it can be very overwhelming for people. So I'm really excited to talk to you today about how you're helping people in that process of healing. And actually, you have so many different healing modalities. It's so impressive, everything that you're doing to help others out there. So first of all, thank you for everything that you do. That's amazing. That's so sweet to hear. And I mean, I do love this work so much. And I have really, really loved being an acupuncturist forever. It was my first love in this life. It's the first thing I ever trusted and committed and never doubted. And so it's been really special. And I felt really blessed to have a career um, in that way, helping so many people. But when I started learning about the subconscious mind, I mean, I started becoming obsessed. And in my profession, it's like once you master something, which I feel comfortable saying after 18 years, you know, it had been a couple of years prior where I was like, I just needed to grow because you can do something well with a blindfold on, but that doesn't mean that you couldn't do more. And so I learned about this process that I was trained in and I, um, it was like acupuncture school was for me. It was just like this ding. Intuition was like, yes, we need to follow this. So yeah, I love it. It's been transformative for me and I'm watching all of my patients and then clients just coming to me for the subconscious transformation work, literally just make changes like so quickly in ways that they just haven't been able to do before because the subconscious mind creates 90 to 95% of our life's experience. It's where our beliefs are stored, our habits, our memories. And so it's also where we can be on autopilot. Yeah. And I don't know about you and what your experiences have been lately, but I've been feeling lately, like a lot of the subconscious stuff is coming up for me as far as, um, like dreaming for me. I, when I go to sleep at night, a lot of things from my past, show up in my dreams and i feel like there's a lot of healing work you know that i've been doing and going through that's showing up in that way and i think that's happening for a lot of people right now i think a lot of people are being called to heal past traumas to heal their old limiting beliefs and stories that they've been telling themselves that are you seeing that a lot with your patients lately Yeah, it's really fascinating because I think I've just been in the healing arts for lifetimes. I mean, it's just what is so natural for me. And so it does seem like these things came into my life 
at the time where I needed to work with my own wounding, integrate it, and then be able to guide others. So yeah, the subconscious mind has been trending in the like spiritual and and, what, and now even in the mental health world for a couple few or a few years now, but most people don't really know how to work with it. They're just starting to hear about the subconscious, knowing that they need to work with it, be able to like make impactful change more quickly than the conscious mind could. They just don't have the tools necessarily. So yeah. So how are you working with people? What are you helping them? I guess my question is, how are you showing them the way to reach the subconscious mind so that they can unlock all of those traumas, memories, stories, whatever you want to call what's there so that they can heal it? Yeah. And to just carry on from your last question. Yes, I am seeing that. Yes, people do have trauma. They do have triggers. They do have patterns that are self-sabotaging or holding them back and they're not sure why and they're not sure how to deal with it so the way that I work with people is through a process where we do some muscle testing to get clear communication with the subconscious mind and then in the process I was trained in it's called Psych-K it's a really dumb name I don't like it it's psychology plus kinesiology the kinesiology is the muscle testing people are totally conscious the whole time it's very simple and I, I can do it with people uh, long distance so virtually or in person and so if I were doing a virtual session I would be able to ask for permission to muscle test on someone's behalf and then we do what's called a balance that's the goal in a like K process is to do a balance to get somebody in what's called the whole brain state which just means the left and right hemispheres of the of the cerebral cortex communicate coherently and when that happens the subconscious can expand and then you can move on from a triggering or traumatic or stressful event past present or future that's one way to balance another way to balance is people can create more expanded beliefs. So people don't necessarily need to know what their limiting beliefs are. They just need to know either where they're stuck or feeling like life is repeating in undesirable ways or where they feel like they have trauma to work with or triggered or, and they just need to know what they want. And so for people who wanna create bigger or new beliefs so that they can create life as they wish it to be, we would just talk about what you want and then you create a goal statement from that. And then the goal statement is literally the new belief that you're creating in your mind, in your subconscious mind. Because if the belief doesn't exist currently, you won't create life that way. Yeah. So your conscious mind might say, I deserve to be treated like this in a relationship, or I deserve to make money. <clears throat> However, if your subconscious is like, nope, because you've never had that, or you've never been shown it, then you just won't. You'll keep creating from a very limited or subcontracted place because the job of the subconscious mind and the nervous system is to reinforce your beliefs, whether they're true or not, to show you that you're right and to keep you safe. And safe just means familiar. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, so when you were talking about that, so you create a new belief statement or you set goals like this is what I want to see for my life. I want to be treated in a 
respectful way in relationships, but you just said with the subconscious mind, if you have those programmings there that say, well, I've never seen this, so this isn't what I'm going to get, or this isn't what I deserve. So how do you then work with that if someone wants to set a goal statement and say, okay, this is the life I want to see. How do you do that when you've got those subconscious programmings going on that, again, you said some people may not even know what they are. It's not important to know what they are. So how do you move past that? And that's such a great question because this is where it helps to have somebody very intuitive who is very good at space holding and listening because I will talk with people and ask those very same questions. Like where do you, sometimes people come in with a list of where they know they want to make change in their life or what has been very stressful and they want to move on from. Um, But if they don't, they come in and we just start talking and pretty quickly we get to the direction we want to go. But like I might say, Melissa, what do you want? And you start telling me and I start writing down and you could create a goal statement that is encompassing of your whole life could be like relationships, money, career, you know, joy, experiencing more beauty in the world. And it can apply to your whole life. So you could just talk about what you want. And if maybe you, we came down to, I am able to be present and enjoy my life and all that's available to me. A lot of people aren't able to be present for one. A lot of people aren't experiencing the joy they wish to experience and it's because they can't be present. Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't have the belief that they do because they're like conditioned to who knows what, do 20 things at once, or maybe they don't feel safe being present because they've had trauma. And so it's scary to stay in their bodies in a present way. And so we just talk about what you want. And from there, I create a really good goal statement that just kind of rolls off the tongue. And then we go through the balance and create the possibility, basically the pathway in the mind for you to have that experience. Because what happens currently is people have these very clear paths in the forest in their mind. That doesn't mean that it's the, the best path for you. It just means it's the one you've taken a bazillion times. It's what you know. It's where your autopilot is. It's your go-to, your reflex, your response. And so this work creates the neuroplasticity so that the brain can make changes. And so this is really interesting. And you'll have to break it down for me like someone who, you know, is a kindergartner. Because I think that there are probably some people out there listening who maybe they don't understand some of the terminology. So when you talk about the muscle testing, you said that's one of the ways, that's what you do first before you do the balancing with people. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, so what exactly is muscle testing to someone maybe out there listening who isn't really familiar with this term? Thank you so much for helping me like break it down because I get so excited and I just get into it. But yeah, muscle testing is this way of speaking to your subconscious so that you're getting a clear yes and a clear no. And what's really cool is when I'm trying to muscle test with someone and they try to alter the response, they cannot because it's the subconscious. So it's just this way. A couple of naturopaths had done it to me years and years ago. And I was like, this is stupid. And they were deciding what the response was. In Psych K, we do it together. 
And I'm asking a person, was it a strong response or a weak response? So that it's clear, yes, clear, no. And then we go into the balance and the balance, again, the, we're always doing a balance in Psyche and the balance is always to create that whole brain state where the left and right sides of your brain are communicating coherently because currently with whatever trauma or stress or limitation, there's one part of your brain that's ruling the show, whether it's left or right around a specific situation. So you sit there in the balance, we call it a whole brain posture. There's different posturing depending on the balance that you sit in until you notice what we call a shift. And then once that shift happens, that essentially means that the subconscious has expanded and maybe you did peacefully move on, peacefully unattach from a trigger or a stress or a trauma. Or if you're creating a goal statement, you're doing whatever statement or balance we're doing, again, until you notice a shift, that means that the pathway has been created in your mind. And then we muscle test afterwards to make sure there's been a change. And so when you ask questions and you're doing the muscle test, are you asking questions to find out maybe where the limiting beliefs might be with people or what is, what are the questions that you're asking? Not at all. It's entirely based on a person and like what they come into me with, but I would just say my personal coaching questions with this kind of work, especially is again, if people don't come in with their lists, that I'm asking them, okay, is there somewhere you haven't been able to move on in your life? Are you feeling stuck? Are you repeating patterns that are not desirable? And I could just have an entire business just in helping people peacefully unattach from stress or triggers or traumas so that they can move on with life. Um, so it's sort of like if you have something in your life that has been traumatic or stressful, we don't have to talk about it. We can but we don't have to, you just have to know what that stress or trauma or trigger is. And that's what you focus on while you're sitting there in the balance until you know this, the shift and move on. Same thing with the goal statement. And that's why the muscle testing is used before and after just to make sure there's been a, a, a shift. So yeah. to your question, it just depends on the person who comes in and it just depends on like, if they don't know what they want to work with and they're just coming to me because they know that they intuitively want to work with their subconscious. Most of my people already know me or they've been referred to me from somebody that they know or they're on Instagram and they see the stories that I post the testimonials for people. That's where it's at. And again, people don't need to know what their limiting beliefs are. They just need to know where they're stuck. And if we're talking about what they want and they haven't been able to create it, you just need to be able to know what you want. So what I love about this work is we don't have to get to the deepest trauma. We don't focus on that. We focus on what you want. If you wanted to focus on the deepest trauma because it's still affecting your life so much and you haven't been able to move on, then you sit there and you focus on that in that particular balance. But it's not like a, a typical talk therapy session where we're having to get to the foundation and the root of what's limiting in your life, if that makes sense. Yeah. So with the muscle testing, you do it before to see where they're basically feeling stuck in their life and where they're unhappy. And then you do the balance and then you do it again after 
to, to make sure, I guess, so they feel in their body that there is a change. Because what we're really talking about is you're making new neural pathways for people. Is yeah, essentially. So <clears throat> for instance, at the beginning of a balance, you would focus on that stressful or traumatic event and we'd muscle test and you would test weak. That means you're not in a whole brain state with that particular situation. That's exactly why we would do a psych K balance. So then we go through the balance and then we test after is this process complete? Yes. And then you think about the situation again, this time you test strong. That means there's been a whole brain state related to the thing that was previously very traumatic, like to the point where maybe you couldn't even think about it because it was so painful, or maybe it made you want to throw up, or maybe it made you so angry or whatever. Yeah. And there's lots of people who attach emotion to, you know, traumatic situations. So I, I can, I mean, this would be helpful for anyone who just needed to detach and not have <laughs> response, physiological response, even to certain triggers. That's exactly right. And just for instance, I balanced with someone yesterday who's about to have her another baby and she hadn't been stressing out about it all of the pregnancy. However, that she's getting closer again, she had a really traumatic birth with her first baby. And she gave birth during the first part of COVID where family members could not come into the room. She had to wear a mask the whole time. Her needs weren't honored. She was being treated like cattle or worse, just like she was very traumatized. And of course the survival of that is like, okay, you get home, your baby's okay, you're okay. But the way trauma and stress works is then as you're like getting ready to go do that, it just kind of comes up whether you want it to or not, you can't keep the lid on it anymore. Or maybe it comes up at an inopportune time that doesn't surprise you, but, or does surprise you. But like for her, you know, she would like to be able to not feel so anxious about getting ready to give birth. So we did some balancing around that and she's just has zero stress about it anymore. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what is the most exciting change maybe that you've seen in doing this work with people that you've been able to, the change you've been able to help other people instill in their lives? I mean, I've been loving working with love and relationships lately. That seems to be what's coming to me a lot. And I'm talking about like a lot of super boss babes who are very successful in their careers and have made a lot of stuff happen and um yeah just so good at like achieving and producing and now they're like personally in their relationships they're not receiving the kind of love or respect or feeling held in the masculine and so they want to be more in touch with their feminine energy they want to learn that they're worthy and deserving of receiving that they don't need to give and give and give to receive love or to prove their worth. So a lot of what we come, what a lot of what most people come down to is not feeling worthy or deserving of this, that, and the other, whether it's healthy love, making the money you want to make, having all your dreams come true. Yeah. 
following your pleasure, you know, those, those are the trusting yourself, being safe to be seen in the world for who you are. That's a lot of what I work with. So when you say what's the most exciting, I mean, I literally watch people transform into different people, just a couple, a few, or a few sessions. And how many sessions do people normally need? And I know probably everyone's going to be different, but on average, how, how many sessions does it take for people to see real change with this process? Yeah. Um, I've had people have one session be so transformative that they're still integrating that session. And then I have other people who are just like, Oh my God, that was so amazing. Can I work with this and that? And yes, you can. So I have a single session. If you're just trying to explore what is this work and what kind of changes will they notice? Sometimes a lot of times people do three. And then if people really want to transform their subconscious, then 10. And the people who've purchased like the 10 series within four or five sessions, literally all of a sudden they're able to say no that's to things they weren't able to say no to their their boundaries are crystal clear without any effort they are being um they're having different experiences in the world with other people because when we have limiting beliefs or any beliefs we're broadcasting we're broadcasting a frequency if you will from our minds and sending it outward so you can imagine if you have more expanded beliefs about your own self-worth and what you deserve, you are going to have different experiences in the world. So yeah, it depends. One session can be amazing. Three is like, we can do a lot of work. And 10 is like, do you want to transform your life? Awesome. Yeah. That's good to know. And so if there's anyone out there listening who is interested in booking a session with you, or maybe they just want to follow you. Do you have, I, I noticed on your website, you have resources in that. So maybe there's someone who just wants to learn more, or maybe they're saying, yeah, this sounds like something that I would love to look into. What's the best way for them to follow you? Yeah. I mean, my website is really good for explaining like why the subconscious who needs this work? How can I benefit? And then the particular process of Psyche that I was trained in and more about me. The resources page is nice because there are videos and some um, like sound clouds and stuff that are basically somatic meditation. So you get a sense of what it is to work with me because I specialize in the nervous system as well, helping people feel safe in their bodies using somatic practices so that they can trust themselves more to be in the world in a present way. Um, yeah, and I guide breath work as well. So that resources page is good and everything's just under my name. So my website is my name. I do post a lot of testimonials and stories on Instagram when I feel like it, not always. Uh, and I don't post super often, but I do um, connect with a lot of people there. And then I do have a LinkedIn page that I post my podcasts and stuff on and sometimes recruiters reach out to me there, but um, I'd say my website or Instagram. Okay. And we are going to have those links in the show notes too. So if anyone's interested at go and look at some of the videos or just read more about what this technique is, we'll have the links so you can click directly there and find it. 
Thank you so much for explaining this method and how you're helping people. Um, it is something, I mean, I've heard, you know, I know about the subconscious mind and, but I've never heard of this particular method before, the Psych K method. So it's really interesting. And I, when you were talking about doing the muscle testing and all, it made me think of really doing intuition work where you learn how to read your body and read what's a yes or a no in your body so that we can learn how to learn more from our bodies, which I think is so super important. It's so super important. And I will just say that, um, like you can work with your conscious mind and that can be helpful. It's just going to take a bazillion times longer than working with the subconscious. And so that is the stuff people usually find pretty interesting. And the neuroscience is now showing that our perceptions are even more impactful in our life than even genetics. And so that kind of stuff, you know, that, that's why the neuroplasticity for me is so fascinating. Yeah, I mean, just being an educator, I did a lot of research on my own about trauma and how it affects the brain and how it affects learning. And it's amazing what it really does to students as they're trying to learn. They can't, they have a hard time focusing or remembering information, processing the information when they've been exposed to trauma. And a lot of the studies were showing that mindfulness is helping students because it's bringing them back to the whole brain, as you were talking about, which your, um, your process does. So it's very, very powerful. And I can see how this kind of work can be very, very beneficial to anyone who feels like they're stuck out there. Because oftentimes, I think we don't even know the stories that we carry around. Sometimes it's obvious and sometimes we know, but so much of it, I mean, think about what you pick up as a child, just from watching and listening other adults, we don't realize how children process what they're seeing and what they're hearing and how they make that their own story and then it becomes like a limiting belief for them and they don't realize it and they don't realize where it came from exactly and that's so true it's not just either from those first years or our parents or teachers it comes from the music that we listen to it comes from the all of the programming pretty much on mainstream. I mean, a lot of it has the same theme and it's very disempowering. And it's very give your power away. Like, I won't be good enough until I have you. You know what I mean? Just all these messages about like, oh, I need a bunch of drugs or some therapy because I'm so effed up. You know, it's like you repeat that stuff. Yeah, it's going to get into your subconscious. One of the ways to work with the subconscious is repetition. And so that stuff is designed that way for a reason as well. So it's, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, even thinking about teenagers, you know, just when we were teens, or at least when I was reading magazines, thinking you have to be a certain size or you have to look a certain way, that also 
plays against your self-esteem. And that's a big part of why I think a lot of people get stuck because they feel like they're not worthy, which is what you brought up before, that worthiness issue. And now it's even worse because there's social media. And so kids are always comparing themselves to other people. And it's like instant all the time, always in your face. Exactly. Well, thank you so much again for being here today and for sharing your method and the way that you're helping people. And I encourage anybody who's out there who wants to learn more to go to your website. And again, we'll have that link or follow you on Instagram because you do post reels and stories sometimes that share your results, which is that's always the most exciting thing to see is how this is helping and changing people's lives. So thank you so much again, Krishna. So nice to meet you. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you. And I want to thank all of you for being here with us today. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. As always, I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.